welcome to Moving and Grooving with Ellen. And this is such a great day because a great friend of mine, Laurel Flax, is she and I have just boogied into the studio and we're going to have a great morning talking about chi running. Laurel, I have to tell you, we have a long history down in Mashby. She is very close friends. It's not even friends. She's family to my cousins who live next door to me in our little cove in Mashby, Wakeby Lake. And Laurel and I love Mashby and Mashby, Wakeby Lake. And she's looking at me like, oh, she wishes she could be there. But it is. It's heaven. And um, everyone who comes there loves it. But Laurel and I really share this because we it's just the most beautiful place. And she brings her dog, Bear, who's a great friend of hers, who's in the picture that you'll see on the the um, website that uh, introduces who she is and what this um, uh, podcast is going to be about. But you'll see Laurel right there with Bear. Anyway, I want to give um, Laurel um, a great introduction because she's done so many interesting things. And I'm just so glad that she's here. Okay, here goes, folks. Her name is Laurel Flax. She grew up in Washington, D.C. and Potomac, Maryland. She went to the Potomac School in Madeira. And Laurel trained and rode horses for dressage and evening and eventing and now trains dogs in agility, rally obedience, and freestyle. She has a B.S. in animal science from the University of New Hampshire with pre-vet option and a minor in microbiology. And when she went to UNH, which is where she got her, um, her uh, degrees, she could bring her horse to a farm right near the university, which she did. After UNH, Laurel held the top-level water treatment operator license in New Hampshire and worked at UNH Water Supply as a lab tech and then manager at, and at Hampton Waterworks Company as a manager. She also taught courses for the New England Waterworks Association. I mean, this woman has a humongous background, and it's very interesting. Laurel also completed all course coursework for an MS in civil slash environmental engineering and is a Microsoft certified professional. For 16 years, she worked in tech video conferencing as a support engineer, sales engineer, technical trainer, and quality assurance engineer. She is now a certified chi running slash chi walking instructor and participates in ultra marathons. Now, if that's not enough, I also have contact information for Laurel. You can get in touch with her through me, but this is also where she um, says you can contact her. This is her email. Capital Align, A, capital A, L-I-N-G-L-I-G-N, Engage, capital E-N-G-A-G-E, capital G, capital O, at gmail.com. So that's Align, Engage, Go, at gmail.com. Her instructor page on the Chi Running website is https colon slash slash www.chirunning.com slash instructor slash laurel dash flex and then that slash forward. She's also on Facebook and Instagram at Align Engage Go. Okay, now Laurel. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. Is that enough? Was, wow. that, was that an introduction or was that an introduction? That was an introduction. Because you have. You've had great background. And the, the interesting thing, folks, is when you live next door to people, you really don't know what they do. Isn't that true? You, it's you, true. You, you really, you accept them for what they are, and then you read their, their bios and you say, oh my God, I've been living next to her all this time. Wow. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is her parents, because Laurel grew up in Potomac, Maryland. 
under very interesting circumstances during the Kennedy-Johnson um, administration. And um, her father, I won't let you talk about your okay. father, Alexander Flax, who was a, quite a notable scientist, and her mother was a great mathematician. So why don't you just tell us why they were down there, what they were doing, uh, because it's okay. fascinating. My, my father was appointed Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Research and Development, and that was when we moved to Washington, I think I was in kindergarten going on first grade at that point. And um, he worked in the administration there, and then he went on to work for the, the Institute for Defense Analysis, and he became the Home Secretary for the National Academy of Engineering. And he consulted right up until when he died. So that was, he was, he was totally into it. <laughs> and your mother... Because you light up. When, when, may I say, I wish you guys were sitting here, because when she talks about her parents, she just lights up. So tell us about your mother, because okay, she was my, way ahead of her time. My mother grew up on a farm in North Carolina, and she went to Meredith College, and then she got a master's in math at Duke University. She was teaching math in Virginia, and she got recruited to be a code breaker during, during World War II. And after that, she worked at the Applied Physics Lab, and then she was doing vibration analyses for Piasecki Aircraft, who made helicopters and became the virtual division of Boeing, and that's where she met my father. And your father, this is very interesting, came from New York. Yeah, my father was, grew up in Brooklyn, and he went to the university, you know, State University right, of New York, right, right, right there. Right. And um, he got a his bachelor's was um, in aeronautical engineering and then he later on he got a PhD in physics and he was basically an aeronautical engineer and he he designed some of the first helicopters and he did a lot with with wing design and stuff for airplanes he got both the von Karman medal and the Guggenheim medal as related to, to that stuff he also got the he was the first civilian to get the white award for the space trophy and may I say, folks, as I say, we lived next door to each other on Mashby for 100 years. I never knew about her father or her mother, um, who were both so brilliant until recently, really. Maybe the last couple of years we started talking about your parents. Mm -hmm. um, you also um, told me that your father was very friendly with Robert McNamara in the Defense yeah. Department. Yeah. You mentioned that Robert and Ethel Kennedy were at your house and for dinner. You socialize somewhat, and also um, that they were part of a crowd with Paul Nitze. Yeah, it's. I mean, all of those people are not. You know, I was too young really to know a lot of those people. Right, right. One one notable that that they were very friendly with was Neil Armstrong. Uh huh. And they went on several trips with him. And my mother helped isolate him from the press because he really, really hated publicity. And I always tell her she should be writing a book about this, these times because it's very, very interesting. You also told me about your little friend at, at um, Madeira who was at Caroline Kennedy's nursery Actually, school. Actually, that was at Potomac. At Potomac. Yeah, at Potomac. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agatha Posen. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. she was? She went to the, the White House school with, with Caroline Kennedy. And it, it's just so interesting. So as I say, she should be writing a book. However, this is not what we're, we're going to talk about today because now she's into a whole new enthusiasm, and that's she running. Um, I guess the, the, the big th question is, what is it? Okay, Qi running is a way to combine the, the Tai Chi, the discipline of Tai Chi with the sport of running in a way that lets you use your core muscles to move you forward and use gravity as your friend instead of your enemy. And it, it's a way to run with increased efficiency and less chance of injury. 
and you can both walk and run this way. And it's a little bit different approach, but once you do it, you find you can go very long distances very easily. And you are certified now. Yes, you're teaching I am. people. I am. And I am. Uh, why don't before we forget because we could e- we have so much to talk about we could easily forget. There is a big event coming up in yes. January. At yes, Heinz. in the end of um December. Well, no, no the I end of January, January. The end of January. Yeah, yeah the, the 29th and 30th at the Heinz Convention Center is going to be the Run Show USA. And Chi Running is a technique sponsor for the event. And we will have a booth there with all kinds of little mini workshops. And we're going to have a sand pit due to the sand pit exercise. You have to come and find out what that is. And the founder, Danny Dreyer, will also be there doing some talks. And it, it should be an amazing time. We actually, if you contact me, we have the availability to get some discount tickets okay also. okay um is there a website for this event yeah i think it's it's on there i think is it? it's the run show i think i put it on there okay with my stuff all, all right. right all right we'll, but we'll if, there, if there are questions and you want to go to this event because it sounds really exciting to me yeah. just um email me at ellen kagan at gmail.com it's k-a-g-a-n at gmail.com i'll get in touch with laurel you have the other e- uh the her addresses but you know maybe you didn't hear or whatever so just get in touch with me um, how did you get involved with you running? Okay, so I used to run a lot of little road races up to, you know, half marathons, marathons, and I got hurt all the time. I'd go home with ice packs on my knees and be in physical therapy, and finally I kind of gave up. And I, you know, I had dogs, so I needed to take them out anyway, and I wanted to run. So I was still running a little bit, but I was mostly hurt. And I came across the, the Chi Running book, and I there was a workshop near Boston, and I went, and I thought, gee, this is great. Maybe I can do this. And I was still only running a little bit. And then I went to another workshop where the founder, Danny Dreyer, was there, and it sort of clicked a little mm-hmm. more. And I went to another workshop in Maryland, again with Danny Dreyer, and also I met a woman, Betty Smith, who's now 80, 81 years old. And she does ultra marathon. She does six and 10 day races. And she sort of inspired me. She actually said to me, you need to be running ultras. And I went, no. What is an ultra? An ultra is anything over the marathon distance. Mm-hmm. So 26.2 miles is a marathon. And that's so, not virtual. This is, no, this is real. You're actually this running. This is real. Yeah. You're actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, virtual, you're still running. But yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you're just on your own recognizance. Right, right. But no, she said, you need to be doing an ultra. And I said, no. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I knew, I was entered in a 50K, which is 31.1 miles. And kicking and screaming, I went and did it. And I went, oh, that was okay. And the next thing I knew, I was entering a 24-hour race. And it's kind of, I don't know, I've been doing it. Because you love it. You light I up whenever finished, you talk yeah, about it. I just it. finished a 30-hour and, you know, 60-plus 60, 60 miles. And, you know, what can I say? And can I say, folks, she lights <laughs> up whenever she talks about she running. You are so enthusiastic. Yeah. So then you became an instructor. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, I saw I had I had taken a buyout from Avaya. I needed to sell my parents' house after they passed away. And, you know, I just had a lot of stuff. And I, I was looking for what's the next thing that's mm. going to happen in my life. I'm not, I'm not that young, in case you can't Oh, she's very young. That out. We both are. We're both 25. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So the instructor program came up. And, you know, I, I watched a – Danny did, a, like, a webinar on it. And I thought, gee, you know, I bet I could do that. And Betty encouraged me also, the, the 81-year-old woman. Right. And 
next thing you know, I was in the program and it was, it was like, yeah, this is right. I should be doing this. And unfortunately, the moment I got certified was beginning of 2020. And mm. guess what happened next? What happened, Laurel? We had this little thing called <laughs> <Gee>. COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. Surprise, and surprise. A lot of the Chi Running stuff went, you know, virtual on Zoom. I taught a little bit on Zoom. I don't like teaching on Zoom. I can do it if I have to. But, you know, it, it's not I, – I feel like this is a really hands-on thing. And, mm. and teaching on Zoom is not – really where I want to be. So right. I haven't done a whole lot. I've had a couple of real life workshops and I've done some, you know, one-on-one teaching. I'm hoping to expand that as as the pandemic hopefully fades away someday. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you find that it is fading away? You're able to do more now or is it still pretty I, bad for what you do? Well, it seemed like it was getting better and now it's kind of yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to schedule things because I don't know, you know, I'm I'm afraid I'm going to schedule something for 2 months from mm-hmm. now and then, you know, things are going to be horrible. Right. And you know, I mean, we can do it wearing a mask and we can do it, you know, sanitizing our hands, but it's just it just feels very not quite right yet. And it's not personal. Yeah. Not and, really- and the other thing is I'm a little bit afraid to ask for spaces to teach mm-hmm. in. Like mm-hmm. typically school gymnasiums have been a wonderful resource right. but i'm kind of afraid to ask a school at this point right, to right. bring people from right. the outside in so yeah. i'm i'm playing a little bit with that can you do it outside at all i at can do point? it outside i mean winter is tough i also have there's a couple of dog training centers that that are great places because they have huge training rooms with matted floors and that actually i did a walking workshop at one in Monadnock humane society which is a fabulous place and it was perfect so I I probably will schedule some more stuff there, and there's another dog training place in Raymond. New well, let's Hampshire. get back into this dog training bit because <laughs> let's talk about you. You were very involved with that, yeah. And you, yeah. let's talk about Bear and and your whole relationship with him, yeah. And what you do for dog training because I think Bear, that's important too. Bear is a rescue Alaskan Malamute who had four homes in his first nine months. He then was in foster home for like six months, five six months, and I adopted him and. We haven't looked back. Well, what was it like to bring him in after all these changes that he had in his life? He actually is a pretty wonderful little guy, big guy. He is. He's <laughs> very big, on, folks. Very on, big. Well, compared to a horse, he's small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's twenty seven inches at the shoulder, so he's he's a he's a tall dog. Yeah. But he's not. He's only ninety five pounds, which mm-hmm. isn't that big. Um, he's very bright. He has a lot of energy, and he likes to learn things. So I I really lucked out with him. And I've actually I've had several dogs that have that have been similar right, that right. I've adopted and and you know I just start you know as soon as I get them I start teaching them things, and and he's a fast learner and he, like he has his his top level championship in rally obedience in WCRL rally obedience mm-hmm. which you know it, it's a lot of work to get there and and he's done great. And What's the secret of, of training a dog who has been so many places and has been rejected? By so many places. Well, it's positive training. I use I use what they call, you know, clicker training or positive training where, you know, I don't really scold him for being bad, but I try to find ways to make him be successful and then reward him for it. And I will say Malamutes are all about what's in it for me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the rewards have to be high quality. So is, uh, is a Malamute different from another kind of dog as far as well, it's all about me? The herding breeds are much more what would you like me to do? 
and then the northern breeds are a lot more about okay so i'll do this but make it worth my while mm-hmm. and you know he's he does if he knows the rewards are coming he will say okay what do you want me to do but you know, if I have nothing and he knows I have nothing, it's a little harder to get him to do stuff. Right. He has been in the Cape, and he's a great friend to everybody down there. Oh, he's yeah. a lovely – Bear is a lovely, lovely dog. He really is. Um, okay, so now um, we kind of covered this, but how is COVID – how did it affect you at the beginning? I mean, as far as being a certified uh, I teacher. I think my initial reaction was, oh, my God, I can't do this. And as I said, the the company as a whole, Chi Running, Chi Walking, went to the virtual environment, and they have some online virtual classes, mm-hmm. and you know, it works. Is but there a, is there a, a, um, a website that yeah, people? Yeah, did I give go, the website already? Yeah, you kind of so, did. It's ChiRunning dot com. It's the same place that you can okay. find me as an instructor. Okay. Um, I, there's only two instructors in New Hampshire, so if you click, if you Look, search New Hampshire, you will find me and a master instructor named Vince Vaccaro. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Denny Dreyer. I find him very interesting. Yeah. How, did, how did this whole he, thing start okay, with him? He was, I think he was in California at the time, but he was doing Tai Chi and he was a runner. And he actually had some interesting issues. He was very bow-legged and he had some, you know, leg issues. And he realized that the movement moving from your center the way you do during tai chi doing tai chi and working with forces instead of against forces made a lot of sense when you work against a force like if you hit a brick wall mm-hmm. you give it more strength but if you think about the martial arts if you move with the force you take away its strength and in the case of gravity if you move with gravity mm-hmm. gravity can actually be your ally and can help you move forward. And that's part of the principle. So the, the, the main principle behind Chi Running is something called needle and cotton, where your needle is your rotational axis or core, you know, center line, and everything else is cotton, everything else is relaxed. So relaxation is a huge part of this. So it's alignment and relaxation. And it's, it's very, uh, once you feel it, it's amazing. And did you tell me if you, the, the, running the other way, like when people run the Boston Marathon or any marathon, that you can hurt your knees really badly. But with this, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. If you do, if your technique is really good, you will be able to just sort of flow forward. And if you look at like the Kenyan runners or some of the tribes from South America that run a lot, they will have a similar form because that's how you can move sort of effortlessly and for long distances without wearing yourself out. When you land with a heel strike, mm. you're sending a, a shock wave up through your foot, your ankle, your knee, your hip, your lower back. Versus if you land with your foot under you and let it swing rearward and let your your body carry you forward, there is no impact. And it's, it's an amazing difference. And you can do it walking also. In fact, there's a study that's in progress. I think it's almost complete mm-hmm. um, with Boston University and NIH looking at osteoarthritis of the knee and using chi walking. They're calling it mindful walking. But they're actually taking a group and they're doing force plates, you know, to analyze. Right. Because it's very important with osteoarthritis that people move more, but you don't want them to have more impact as they move more. Our orthopods, you know, my nephew's an orthopedic surgeon. 
He works with stuff. Are they aware of this sort of thing? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. In fact, a lot of the instructors are physical therapists. Um, I know there's a there's a physical therapist that was in my training class who lives up in in near Portland, Maine, and um, because this is not publicized a lot, you don't hear it in the news. Well, we're working on that. Yeah. Well, I hope this is a help today, folks. It, it should be because um, if you're a runner, and even if you're not, I think I find yeah. this. I had never until Laurel and I sat with wine in my little cottage <laughs> and talked about this, and she started telling me about this. I said, "You have to come on the show because I find it very interesting." Even though I'm not a runner, I get in the bike. And I do move around a lot, but I am not a runner. But I, I have noticed at Boston Marathon, when the um, Africans have come, Ethiopians have come um, and run, they look different. Yeah. They really yeah. do. Yeah. You look, at, you look at their body posture. Yes. And you can see how easy it is for them. You, Absolutely. You look, at, you look at their legs swinging behind them in a wheel. And you look at their body moving forward with gravity pushing yes. them forward. Yes. yes. As opposed to a lot of our runners who are powering through. Right. And and the people, you know, when you power through, when you sprint, you have to power. And that's sort of what's happened is kids, little kids run free. Free. They're free. Yes. They, free. they just they go. Run, they run naturally. Absolutely. Yeah. But then they look at people like sprinters and they learn to put their shoulders behind their hips mm-hmm. and their legs out in front. And then you have to use a lot more power and it's a lot harder to run. Yes, you can sprint faster, but over distance, it beats just beats you up. And you could probably kill your knees. I mean, yeah. I've seen so many people with killed knees. Yeah. Young people. Yeah. Young people. Um, what are some books people people may want? You brought me a book, which I think looks yeah, great. There's, there's a fascinating book called Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. Yeah. And it's it's about a tribe of Indians in South America that, that embrace this type of running style. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the Chi Running has a Chi Running book, a Chi Walking book, a Chi Marathon book, and there's lots of training plans, videos, DVDs. And if you go to the ChiRunning.com website, you can shop and, and find all of those. So if you want to stat in this, folks, and I just think it's very exciting. Did you mention the Chi Marathon? Oh, yeah. there's a, Yeah, I think I said Chi Marathon. Chi Marathon. The, yeah. the other thing is... The best way to do this is really is to find a certified instructor and take a workshop and that's or a Laurel. lesson. That that's is me. Laurel. That's me. <laughs> and do you charge for this? Yes, I do. Okay, so talk, let's talk about that. What what is involved with with that? Okay, a typical a typical workshop, depending on you know where it is. Obviously, you know an instructor in New York City is charging more than an instructor in rural New Hampshire. Um, is probably somewhere between one twenty-five and one hundred and fifty dollars for for a for an hour. For no, that's what would be like for a three or four hour workshop. Mm-hmm. And they also do full day workshops that would be in the two two hundred two fifty dollar range. Um, private lessons it it is sort of negotiable. I think you know sixty dollars an hour, but then there's ways mm-hmm. to work around that. Right. The, the best way to do it is not to just take one one hour lesson. It would be to take a series of of three to six lessons. Um, and and do like a package deal on them because that way, when you take a workshop, you kind of get the whole thing as like a fire hose aimed at you, and it's hard to absorb it all. So if you can do a couple of lessons over time, you'll probably get more out of it because you can get feedback. The other thing we can do is video analysis. Ah. We have tools where you know we can video you, and then we can draw lines and angles mm. and show you what's good, what's not, what could be better. 
and that kind of thing. Has we, that has that happened since pandemic? More? No, no. Oh. Well, we always did it, but yeah, I would say since pandemic, it, mm-hmm. it happens a little more. Um, the interesting thing about that, and it's really it's fascinating, is sometimes you think you're doing something and you're sure you're doing it a certain way, mm-hmm. and then you see the video and you go, oh. I'm doing something else. Right. right. And and to learn to communicate with your body to understand that you can see what's on the video and then incorporate that with what you feel in your body so that you are able to change the way that you want to change mm-hmm. to to improve things right. is really really important. So, you know, videos over time that are that you can look at and see what you're actually doing are a really good thing and and the instructors do that for each other also. How long did it take you? I mean, you were a runner. Yeah. Cuz I remember this lady running from the Sagamore Bridge to our cottage, which is about 20 minutes away from the Sagamore Bridge. And all of us would say, oh, my God. So you were a real runner. How long did it take you to really um, get into this chi running and become proficient at it? Well, because I did it sort of slowly, I think I could have done it faster. I think think you could probably incorporate it in in a couple of months. I think the if you're a beginner runner and you've never learned to run a different way, it's mm. probably even easier mm. to to start that way. But I was a runner of the other style. It's interesting right. because now I can't run the other way. I'll try to demo something and it's like, I can't even do that anymore. Right, Because right. when you know something is correct and your body is going the right way, yeah, it, it would fight against that if you try to do that. It does. It really it does. does. Well, I have a few more questions. Um yeah, I mean, we've kind of circled around this, but I'm just wondering, how do people start chi running? Would you just get an instructor? Is that what you would That's, do? Well, I mean, some people start with a book or the, a DVD or whatever. Some people go to a workshop. Um, basically, you have to get some information about how to do this. And, you know, where you get that information, it, the best is to have an instructor or a workshop or something so that, you know, you get some feedback right away. As in, yes, that's right, or, you know, let's try this a little bit differently. Right. Um, but a lot of people have started with the book or started with the DVD and, you know, been quite successful. I will say there's nothing wrong in the book, but we have changed some of the ways we teach things to make it more understandable. So, you know, if you start with the book it, and you go to a workshop, you'll hear the same stuff said a little bit differently. Okay. Where was this more popular? Because you're in New Hampshire. Is it very popular in New Hampshire? Um, no. Uh, where do you no. think it? Where do you think, I think it's? Well, Danny was in California. He was in Colorado, and he was in North Carolina. And he really he he was, he lives in Asheville, North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that area. There was a lot of chi running. Um, there's there's a lot kind of all over the place. The Maryland area, there's quite a few. Mm. One one way you can kind of know chi runners is a lot of us, we use a metronome for our, our cadence. Wow. So and, what, what do you mean? Describe that to okay, me. Okay, I actually brought a oh, metronome. Oh, she brought a metronome with her. Metronome. She's all, Laurel's very prepared. So the most efficient running cadence is between 170 and 180 strides per minute. Wow. Or steps per minute. Oh wow! And so you can take the little metronome. She's got a metronome in front. And describe it to the, oh, the group. Oh shoot! What happened? Wait a no, I, she's got a little I metronome. Think the folk. battery's it's, dead. It, oh oh oh! Well, oh all right. 
I was prepared, but I wasn't prepared. Oh, that's anyway, okay. Describe this, it. I think you can tiny. obviously get a metronome on your phone, but these are little clip-on metronomes that we have. They're, these are made by Seiko, yeah. And you can you can adjust the beat so that you can have it. And you know, if if you're running, a lot of people, recreational runners particularly, run a lot slower than that. And when you do, you you leave your foot on the ground a lot longer, mm-hmm. and it's not as efficient. Where can you buy something like this? <clears throat> I can sell them. There's there they come out of the Chi Running store. Oh. Um, you can Wait, actually online? go. You're yeah, talking online. 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 Oh, online, you can folks. Also, you can also get them on Amazon. I mean, okay. And you can also get a metronome app on your phone. Oh. So, so what is it called again? Because I'm not familiar a, a with it. A metronome. A metronome. But that's not like the music one because I'm yeah, familiar it's with it. the same as the music oh. one. Oh. It's just so, so what you would do is time yourself for 30 seconds and count count how many steps you take in 30 seconds and then multiply that by two. Oh. So, so like steps, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and and then multiply that by two, and that gives you your current strides per minute. And then to get to between one seventy and one eighty, and shorter people want to be at the higher end of that, and taller people are going to be at the lower end wow. of that. Wow! But um, I I run like one seventy eight usually. So let me ask you: Would you do chi running from the Sagamore Bridge to the cottage in in Alamos Cove? Oh yeah. Oh, you would I could do that. You yeah. could do that. Yeah, well, it's twenty minutes. I folks. do it for thirty hours. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Because it's like now you didn't run that way when no. you used to run that way no. to, from the Sagamore no. Bridge no. to the cottage. No, you you did your the old I did way, the old way, old way. Yeah. What I, happened to you? Did your knees bother you after when you would do the? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I had I had many injuries. I had shin splints. I had plantar fasciitis of the foot. I oh, had God. iliotibial band oh, syndrome. God. I had synovial plica. I had bursitis wow. of the knee. Wow. Yeah. wow. Lots of things. You know, we have maybe <sighs> one minute left. Okay. So is there anything <laughs> else you would like to say about, here comes Rob to help us. <laughs> anything else you'd like to say about this? I'd, I'd like to say that if you haven't ever looked into it, you should look into it and you should at least try it. Because it, it's a different feeling. You need to be a little patient at first because it's different. And as you know, anything different takes a little while to incorporate into your body so that it feels normal. But you should definitely try it and, and see if it helps you. And I will add, if you need an instructor, you go to Laurel Flax because she is the best. Thanks, Laurel, for coming today. I really Thank appreciate you, it. Bye now. Bye-bye.